From day one, tiny humans know that crying is the most effective communication tool. And crying doesn't go away just because we aren't babies any longer, right? There are predictable things that make even the most stoic adult cry. The loss of a loved one communicates our grief. And some tears communicate joy. Join us today as we explore how our tears are a profound communication tool. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. The Orange Blossom Highball sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We've got Seedlip Grove, um, which we really enjoy. You guys should check that out. It's in our recipe, of course, on our website. Some honey syrup, orange blossom water, lemon juice, club soda, a beautiful blood orange garnish. I like this. How do you like this? I think it's delicious. I think the the honey syrup is um, very specific, but not too sweet. I would I would say that that's true. And I would say that when you're in the middle of a crying fit, adding fuel to the fire is a bad call. So a mocktail is a good situation here. Love it. Okay. So Karen, why, why are we talking about crying today? Be, because we are both saps and we cry at all the things. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Oh, goodness. And you've looked up You've looked, because because you're Karen, you have looked up some science. So tell me the science of crying for a moment. Yeah. So when you cry, you release oxytocin, right? And that is in in endorphins. And oxytocin is, um, it's not only like the bonding chemical that you hear about with babies, but it, it helps you relieve pain. Um, so it's kind of self-soothing behavior, right? It is self-soothing behavior. And it's funny that we're talking about this now because I've had a couple of crying fits this week and they were um, spurred by a particular incident, but I had to get my sad feelings out. I just had to get my sad feelings out. And so it, they physically leave your body, which which I appreciate. Yeah. It's in the form of tears and people look at you funny, but it helps, right? Oh, it's so cathartic. I... Um you know, kind of recently I had a kind of a medical scare and I, you know, had a stiff upper lip through it. And it wasn't until I got home that like all of the feelings came out, like it was over and it was behind me. And so I released, but funny enough, uh, the last time I cried was just yesterday or the day before. And I was tubing with my kids and my Ribs. I actually woke up with sore ribs because I had laughed so hard that I cried and just hooted and hollered and we had the best of times. And so that was an equal release uh, for me. It felt just the same amount of good to laugh that hard to cry as it does to cry so hard just to like release stress and tension. And sometimes my best cries are in the shower. Oh, yeah. Sure, because I think we um, we generally don't want to cry in front of the, in front of other people. As adults, we feel like that is a no no. Although sometimes it's a communication tool. Sometimes we do need to communicate to others, and tears are a way to do it. Yeah, I think for me, if I cry in the shower, it's because it's my private reflection time, and sometimes I'm moved to tears, or sometimes I'm just really trying to get through something, and it's my place where, in theory, my kids don't bother me as much, and I, I'm just trying to protect them from being afraid of mom crying. Sure. They've certainly seen me cry plenty of happy tears and sad tears, but for the most part, I don't like to scare them. 
No, of course not. And I think that's important because it takes a lot of nuance and understanding for any, any person, especially a young one to understand what those tears mean. And if, if I should worry, if I caused them and you, you just have to wait till they're old enough to understand and process all of those things before you routinely cry in front of your kids. Well, and we, we had a whole conversation about uh, crying in the office, which is not crying in front of your family, but in, crying in front of your coworkers is a whole different ball game. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of our earliest episodes. You guys should check it out if you haven't. Um, it still remains one of our top five, I think. Um, I think so. But, you know, I've certainly cried at the office. And I think we, our conclusion during that episode is that you have as well. Yeah. Oh, yesterday, everything in a technology world that could go wrong did go wrong all within a half an hour. And the tears of frustration were welling up right there in, in my lids. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I still feel as if girls are the ones to cry more. Is that true? Is it a I gender think, thing? I don't know if it's... So I don't know if it's a gender thing. I do think that maybe we are more willing to express ourselves in that way for others to see. I know I know plenty of men who are quick to well up or be moved or be touched. And it, it happens through tears, but I don't know many men who will do that in front of people. I don't either. And I, I do think our culture teaches women to show emotion and teaches men to show aggression. I or hope to be brave, quote unquote. Or to be brave. brave. Right. Um, I hope we're in the last generation of that and we're the last generation that sees that ridiculous defining line Yeah. Um, between who should do X and who should do Y because it's silly. Uh, but I still think we struggle with it. I think we struggle with perceptions of who's allowed to cry and who's not. Yeah, I see my I see both my kids trying to be brave, even though we both model and talk a lot about big emotions sometimes have big responses and that that's okay. Um, and that we talk through them. I think you can be brave and still cry. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely can. But I can see my kids sometimes holding back more so in front of their friends than anywhere else. Why do you think, do you think that's because they don't feel comfortable or they don't think they should or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I've never asked that question. Great follow-up. I will I will find out. I don't see a lot of crying out of my children. Well, one of them, yes. The other two, no. But that might be an age consideration, or it might just be a personality conversation. They're also different. Who can say? Yeah, they are. But I love to model crying at home because I'm so good at it. <laughs> so they... <laughs> They see good crying behavior, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, my kids definitely do too. Even though I like to protect my kids from seeing the ugly cry that sometimes can be um, complicated to describe, um, they've seen plenty of mom being moved to tears. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. That's for sure. It's a good reason to skip mascara. Tell me, though, what, what things move you to tears? Oh, my gosh. My friend. All the things. I could cry at a commercial. Same. No problem. A good commercial, a good, like, a good short film, or one of those great uh, marketing pieces that a brand puts together that that um, that delivers just the right message in the right way. 
I can cry over describing the things that make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying right now. I'm, I'm not fine. crying. You're crying. <laughs> um, when my kids, when I see my kids' aha moments, um, sometimes you're not there for them. But when I see my kids put something together and overcome something, I find that so beautiful. Um, music makes me cry. Theater, really good theater makes me cry. Um all the things. I don't know. I keep talking. Yeah. I, um, how about you? I, well, it's, it's really funny. I think when you and I were planning for this episode, I said something along the lines of, I perceive that people who are strong and leaders aren't supposed to cry. And you said something along the lines of people who are the most sensitive are appear very strong or something along those lines. But, um, so I often, I, I could cry at anything at any time. And I'm constantly reminding myself, that's not my job. I shouldn't be doing that. Suck it up. But it's, um, it's the easy stuff, like being overwhelmed yesterday when everything went wrong in a half an hour and there were not enough hands on deck to solve them. Lack of control or perceived helplessness will often make me cry out of frustration. But then there's strange things like, um, half of Twitter and all of the things that are happening in the world. You just can't go too far in thinking about people's plight around the world without just getting into one of those ugly cries. Yeah. That's, those are my shower moments. Yeah. When the world the feels heavy. And then that, like the meaning of it all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when, when your kids do something special or see, I'm going to get all weepy. <laughs> One of my things that always makes me cry is when I realize I'm in a shared moment with strangers. So that could be something as simple as many thousands of people singing together at a concert. And I'm going to a concert soon, which is going to be the first in many years. Oh, congratulations. And outdoors, and I'm so excited. Or it could be something as simple as sharing a moment with a stranger sitting knee to knee, interviewing them and holding space for them to share what's true and, um, and just being there and helping them express their voice. It's a total honor. And I cry every time I cry about talking about (laughs) crying. (laughs) Oh, sorry, listeners. Here we are. (laughs) Sniff, sniff. (laughs) <laughs> blink, blink. We're good. We're fine. I'm good. We're totally in control. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, the other day, went out to eat, and the waitress had this, uh, something random. I just said I'd had a rough day, and she said, me too. I said, why? And, like, her story made me cry a little. And here I am in the restaurant. And and the fact that I shed a couple tears really mattered to her. She was like, oh, thanks for caring. And I'm like, well, of course we care. But it cares. <laughs> or maybe they don't. I don't know. But. It's easy to cry. Well, I think what that says to more than far deeper than the tears, Jen, is that caring about human beings and caring and taking the time to connect with somebody as a human being, as opposed to their role in your transaction, um, just says a lot about you. It's a good time. I tell you what. So we are both very good at this crying situation. We've done it quite a bit of times. I My question, which we didn't really talk about when we were planning, is how do you handle other people's tears? 
which you have good experience with because as you mentioned, you walk people through their stories and give them a moment. So what are your tactics that you could share for how to handle someone else's emotion when it's on display? So if I don't, you know, obviously I, I behave differently if it's, you know, my children or, you know, somebody who I already have a close relationship with compared to somebody who I is, am a stranger with. But I always am quiet and I make sure I make good eye contact and I give them physical cues that I'm listening and that it's okay for them to continue um, as opposed to them self-correcting really quick and backpedaling. Um and then I tend to get a little quieter and I try to peel the onion a little bit and I try to sense by their body language when they have shared enough. Um, I'm always, I always express their gratitude and I remind them that their voice will help somebody else. Cause that's almost always true in right. my job. And then I either reach out a hand and give them a big squeeze or sometimes they jump into my lap and give me a hug. Not my lap, but you know, like sometimes we stand up and hug. It, you know, COVID say, has changed that quite a bit. But um, you're you're not the you're a bit petite. You don't have a lot of lap to jump into. <laughs> um, but you know, COVID has changed the way we hug professionally. But I always offer um, a physical connection because um, because that's what I would want. I would want that comfort. Sure. Um, so that's just me professionally, but if somebody cries in front of me that I already love and already know, I, I often am drawn to tears and I offer my arms. Well, crying is contagious, right? Yeah, for sure. For us. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting moment. And I think it's interesting to have this conversation because it has been an emotional couple of years for people in all sorts of ways. And I don't think any of us can adequately express how we've been affected, how we can't even imagine how other people have been affected in both large ways and small ways for the past couple of years. So to me, that crying is that release of stress, that communications tool, that avenue to just let it out when there are no words. Mm. And I think it's a very useful communications tool back to our original hypothesis, right? I do too. Who are you comfortable crying in front of, or conversely, not comfortable crying in oh, front of? Absolutely no one. Uh, no, that's not true. I'm fairly comfortable crying in front of my husband. Of course, we've been married for 25 years, so, you know, that's fairly obvious. Um, my kids, I will keep the big ugly cries away from them because that's probably not their job to do that. I have a few friends with whom I will cry. Probably uh, three or four. I try really hard not to cry in front of somebody I have to mentor or be the boss or be in a professional relationship with because that's not the role of our organization necessarily. But if it has to happen, it'll happen. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. How about you? Yeah, I, I I probably align with all of those things, um, except for professionally. I think that um, I probably cry in front of my team more often when I'm expressing pride or gratitude, when I'm sharing client feedback that's made a big difference, and I want to make sure my team understands their role 
in the difference that we make as an organization for our clients. Um, so when I'm, or just when I'm expressing general gratitude, because the depth of my, the depth of how I feel about my team, um, is hard to express without getting teary eyed yeah. because I am just so, um, grateful for each and every one of them, but I'm okay with that. They know that I'm a sap. Um, yeah, I will say like, I know you're somebody who will cry in front of your team and they love that about you. And so I think that's a great model that you set. If you're such a good crier. <laughs> Thank you. I will say that if I'm really upset or scared or frustrated, I will close my door, but I'm not afraid to shed good tears in front of my team. Yeah. I've definitely done the frustrated tears in front of team members, but they're only ones who I really truly trust. So if I've, cried tears of frustration in front of you. That means I trust you to not run away screaming, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, all the crying. It's a good topic. I think it's worth exploring. I think um, the only mistake we've made in this conversation is that it, our cocktail wasn't a beer because you can always put a tear in a beer. You can always cry into your beer. <laughs> <laughs> but then we would Next just see a country song. <laughs> I'm not a big country fan, so... Same. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. It dawned on me that some days, no matter how much coffee you drink, that it's a struggle to keep your eyes open during that day. That is so true. But that same night, you crash hard to find yourself wide awake at 3 a.m. I used to spend a lot of emotional energy being frustrated about not being able to sleep, but now I just get shit done. No kidding. I mean, we're not sleep experts by any means. We're just entrepreneurs who use every waking moment. And that's what we're talking about next time.